morning's scripture is from Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through chapter 6, verses 10. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks that they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one of us should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. When aiding someone entangled in sin, let us approach with gentle restoration, mindful of our own vulnerabilities. Let's carry each other's burdens, upholding Christ's teachings, while self-reflecting and bearing our own responsibilities without comparison. It's a beautiful day to serve the Lord. We'll serve him together in one accord. It'll be fun to serve him as one. Our community comes together for good. We'll serve throughout the neighborhood. It'll be grand to serve hand in hand. We'll always come together to be just and true. We'll always show his love for everyone, me and you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day by serving God in every way. Come sing along, we'll lift up our song to love and serve our neighbor. Come sing along, we'll lift up our song to love and serve our neighbor. Well, good morning. And hello, neighbor. It is so good to see you today. And what a blessing it is to start this new sermon series out with a, an original song 
uh, by Aaron and an opportunity to take um, a somewhat familiar tune but adding um, a known personal touch for our church family. We are starting this new sermon series called Neighborly. You've heard about this, right? We're going to reflect on the fruit of the Spirit today. We're going to be talking in the coming weeks about what Jesus had to say about loving God and loving neighbor. And we're also going to glean some information and inspiration from Mr. Rogers. Thus the song, the sweater, and the shoe thing. <laughs> Especially, though, we're going to be focusing on the biblical themes of patience, love, kindness, forgiveness, and acceptance. And by the way, we want to remind you that there is a, a study guide that can be utilized by faith groups, and this can also be utilized by individuals, and that's located in the foyer. And there is also some inspiration cards. We'd invite you to pick these up. There's going to be a different one every week. It has a scripture verse on one side, and on the other side, it has a quote from Mr. Rogers to um, kind of guide us and lead us in this journey. And today we're going to reflect on the white spaces in between, explore patience and the gift of silence. How do we embrace the wonder of silence in our busy and crowded world? How do we come and find the quiet center in our lives? And how do these things encourage us in our patience and our ability to wait? You're invited to follow along as we dig into God's Word today. The page number for our pew Bibles will be listed on the screen. You're always, always welcome to bring your own personal Bible or to use a Bible app on your mobile devices. So please join me in prayer. Almighty God, open our ears that we may hear your Word, open our eyes that we may see your glory in our midst, and open our hearts that we might know your Spirit's presence with us in these moments. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So 2023 marks the 55th anniversary of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It was one of the most famous and best loved of children's shows. It was also one of the longest running. In fact, there were 31 seasons and about 900 episodes that were recorded. Fred Rogers was an ordained Presbyterian minister, and he recognized that children need to know that even though this world is very cruel, that children and all people could have a safe place to process their emotions, all of their emotions, and where those emotions could be affirmed. Through the public television medium, Mr. Rogers never spoke the name of God. And yet he was able to promote Christian values and emphasize the fruit of the Spirit. So as we begin our neighborly series, we are invited to claim these words from our focus passage. Since we live by the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit. The Apostle Paul was deeply concerned with the spirituality of those early Christian churches. Paul wanted those Christians to stay in line with the teachings of Jesus Christ. They were encouraged to stand firm and to walk in the Spirit. The Galatians may have been tempted to act out of their flesh, and those things are lifted up in the verses just prior to our focus passage today. Yet the fruit of the Spirit was a much better option. Those nine things named in Galatians 5.22, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
There is just something about these nine things that keep Christians in step with the Spirit of the Lord and also in step with one another. Against these things, Paul says, there is no law. When Jesus Christ was crucified, the passions and desires of one's flesh were crucified too. So those who live in Christ now are called to live in the Spirit and to keep in step with that same Spirit. We recognize that these Galatian Christians were called to a higher standard. They were called to live their lives in such a way that their faith would transform the world around them. And being conceited or provoking and envying one another was absolutely positively not allowed. The Apostle Paul experienced all of this personally. He wrestled with his past demons on a regular basis. He knew that he needed to continually nurture the spirit within him to convict him of the ways that he could live in that spirit instead of living out of his flesh. That is why he encouraged those Galatians to live in the spirit and to do all the good that they were able. And continuing in Galatians chapter 6, Paul emphasizes that Christians needed to gently admonish one another as they may be tempted by sin. He also emphasized that need to carry each other's burdens. Jesus Christ carried his cross for others, for you and for me. And so Christians are invited and called to carry each other's burdens. Not only is this a privilege, it's also our responsibility. Paul also talks about the opportunity for Christians to be careful in how they think about themselves as not to be deceived. Christians were not on different teams. They were all on the same team. So they were not to look down on others or to judge one another. And this is a great season for us to embrace that, isn't it? Because we're celebrating all kinds of sporting teams right now. Christians, though, would compare themselves to others. Like, hey, my burdens are bigger than, my burdens are bigger than yours. Yes, Christians do help one another, yet they must also carry their load without comparing that load to others around them. Christians were to think of it like this. Carry your own load as you are able. And if you need some help, there will be those around you who can help you to carry your burdens. The Christian leaders always wanted to find that balance between being independent and yet also interdependent. Paul was encouraging a way of living that worked best when Christians were self-aware of themselves when they were self-aware of their own needs and their weaknesses, and when they were self-aware of that accountability that they needed most. We remember that to the Corinthians, Paul wrote about the body of Christ. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. And if one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. In addition, Paul shared that people will reap what they sow. Have you ever said that to somebody? Or thought it? Those who sow to please the Spirit will reap that gift of eternal life. 
This is important stuff. Therefore, Christians can never grow weary of, of doing good because that in and of itself will reap a harvest, an amazing harvest. And if believers can't even do good among themselves, how will they ever do good and transform the rest of the world? Again, I think these are really important words for us to claim today. But sometimes you and I may feel very far removed from our ancient brothers and sisters in the faith. And yet, we are not to live apart from the Spirit of the Lord. The fruit of the Spirit should continue to inspire us in our living. That we might have that opportunity to transform the broken world around us. We can name so much of that brokenness. All we have to do is, is listen to the news, read a newspaper, or look around our world, and we see that brokenness. So we need to remember that the Spirit is inviting us to live in this world, right? In the world, but not be of the world. I don't know, what do you think? Do we take this opportunity seriously? To transform this broken world? Sometimes I think that the, the words of Galatians are used as a checklist instead of as a guide. Like, today I got five out of the nine fruits of the Spirit right. Tomorrow I'll do better. Or, you know, today, today, this afternoon, I'm going to be really intentional about carrying someone else's burdens. Or maybe... Tomorrow, I'm going to be careful to sow what I want to reap. <laughs> the Apostle Paul doesn't work like that, right? Those weren't his intentions at all. In the spirit of the Spirit, we are called to demonstrate all of the fruits of the Spirit. Though we recognize that sometimes there are a couple of them that represent our growing edges as Christians. Let's admit that if we are not patient or kind or gentle or filled with self-control, we think that it, it might be really difficult for us to change or to improve. And that's simply not true. The Spirit is going to continue to inspire us to bring out the best in ourselves. Yet the reality is that if we want to be better at something, we must give it some attention. Honestly, I give a lot of attention to my growing edge, which is forbearance, a.k.a. patience. Am I alone in this? When I am serving here, I will confess this a lot, probably too much, and yet I need to be honest about the fact that I don't always work on my lack of patience like I should. And again, I'm sure I'm not alone in this endeavor, I'm sure I'm not the only one who struggles with a lack of patience. But through my preparations for neighborly, I've realized that part of my patience problem comes from a lack of slowing down, and it may also be a silence problem. It takes a lot for me to slow down. And when I do, I have to admit that I, that I fill my silence with background noise of music or videos on watch or maybe even put a movie on. I've always struggled with patience. I've always struggled with silence. 
And so what if these things are related to one another? This is where we can really glean some inspiration from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood because at the beginning of each episode, he intentionally included a yellow traffic light, inviting those who were tuning in to slow down. Even his pauses to replace his dress shoes with sneakers and a suit coat with a cardigan was a way to bring you into a slower-paced world. We live in a fast-paced world where sometimes the faster is the better, right? Fred Rogers once said, the truth is that our world needs more time to wonder and to reflect on what is on the inside. If we take time, we can go much deeper as far as our spiritual life is concerned. In his documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor?, those interviewed about Fred Rogers talked about how he had a great way of speaking into people's real felt needs. He was patient in his conversations with, with children and even adults, using timing and pauses to connect with those around him. In addition, he was able to wait for the right moments to respond so carefully and so thoughtfully. This was an intentional gift to emphasize the importance of taking time as well as the importance of silence. How often do we, as God's people, embrace that silence is a gift? And it's a gift that we can give someone else. For the things that are important, Mr. Rogers believed in what he called the white spaces in between. Thus our sermon title. Whether this was on television or even in his writings, he believed that it was essential to leave space to reflect and to process what we are experiencing, learning, and even feeling. Mr. Rogers would say, and I quote, just think. Just be quiet and think. It would make all the difference in the world. So what if you and I were intentional about the silence in our lives? What if we patiently waded through that silence to reflect and to think about our spiritual lives? This week, you might begin with the fruits of the Spirit. Think about one or more of the following. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you were like me, you might want to wait upon patience a bit, allowing God to help you to slow down and to listen carefully to what God wants to speak to you. Now, some of you may be going through a very difficult and trying season in your lives. Others of you may be experiencing blessing and success. But my guess is that all of us could benefit from some white space in between to reflect and to process on those things that are happening in your life right now. Another piece of inspiration from Mr. Rogers is this quote, God made silence to think about those who've helped us, 
God knew that silence leads to reflection, reflection leads to appreciation, and that appreciation looks about for someone to thank. At the recent Faith Walk opportunities, Jen Robinson and I were visiting with our participants and we were talking about prevenient grace. Okay, this is going to go back to confirmation days for some of you. Prevenient grace is that grace that goes before us. Before we are even aware of God in our lives, that grace has gone before us. God has, was working on our lives even before we knew it. So we were visiting with the Faith Walk participants about who God had placed in their lives to bring about that life of faith or even to come alongside of them to carry, carry their burdens. People like grandparents, friends, and even neighbors. We certainly do give thanks for these folks that were patiently waiting for the right time to witness the faith to us. You know, in the first century, the Apostle Paul wrote and spoke into the white space in between to reveal truths about the faith that the Galatians and the other Christian communities needed to claim most. They needed those reminders of the fruit of the Spirit to challenge them and to inspire them in their living out the faith so that they could be more neighborly. In the modern world, Mr. Fred Rogers and his neighborhood made a difference in the way that people could embrace what it means to be neighborly with patience, love, kindness, forgiveness, acceptance, and so much more. Neighbors, we would be wise if we would leave some white space in between to reflect on such things in our own corner of the world, to practice patience and the other fruit of the Spirit, and even to be still and to know the gift of silence. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Amen. Would you join me in prayer? Almighty, gracious, and ever-loving God, this space has been set aside for you today to help us to listen, to help us to hear, to help us to trust and to believe. God, help us to wait upon you even when it's hard, especially when it's hard, and help us to claim the gift of silence in our lives. For some of us, that silence can be deafening. But others may need those moments to clearly hear your voice. And God, in our action, interactions with one another and with our neighbors, help us to listen, to be patient. And to allow silence and pauses and timing not to be about us, but for the people that we are communicating with. God, all of this we pray in the name of the one 
who taught his disciples to pray together a prayer, a family prayer saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.